Ball versus life is back. Hot mic. Hot mic. Dusty mic. Yeah, we got to dust it off. Um, yeah, I got As usual, <laughs> I'm Jack, and <laughs> it's been a minute, man. I don't even know when the last episode. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's the, we've been on the DL, we've been on the yeah. shelf, we've been in winter hibernation, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. With that said, we are back from the underworld. How's it going, bro? It does feel like we're back from the underworld. You know, life has been <laughs> life has been busy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just life keeps trucking on regardless of whether recording or not. Uh, but I think you and I, even if we're not recording, we are talking with each mm-hmm. other. Uh, yeah. Maybe not as much recently because, mm-hmm. like I said, oh, you got kids and I got dogs. <laughs> yeah, bro. And a bunch of other responsibilities, you know? Yeah, and it's just, you know, life keeps on trucking, you know. The kids are growing up a little bit, so the the schedule's mm-hmm. a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how this goes today, man. Is it going to be like riding a bike? Or is it going to be like not hooping after two years and then shooting bricks? So we'll see how it goes today. It's it's that feeling when you haven't balled in a while. And <laughs> it could go one or two, one or each, each way. <laughs> it could be throwing up bricks or it could feel like a natural out there. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah, I mean, between you and I, we've been friends for a long time. So yeah, outside bro. of recording, man, the conversations are usually pretty, yeah, pretty it's on pretty point. Seamless. Exactly, man. We, you know, it's a, we 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 know what to do. So I mean, there's uh, a lot to talk about. The one thing we we'll get we'll, we'll do a live catch up, but mm-hmm. our teams are relevant right now. You know, uh, whether they can advance and maintain their relevance, they're in the mm-hmm. playoffs. So let's just be thankful about that because. Uh, there are there have been times in the past couple of years where the Lakers not, ha- haven't been in the playoffs and the Warriors haven't been. So it is nice to feel like we have stuff to talk about. Actually, even if they're not all positive. <laughs> actually, all of the California teams mm. are in the playoffs mm. right now. And many of the friends of the program, you know, Leo for one, who has been mm-hmm. a guest before, and Al mm. for, for second, who obviously has been a guest before as well, are yeah. all in the playoffs. And uh, I don't know, dude, it just feels very appropriate to come back and talk about this kind of stuff just because, you know, we talked about it for years. Stars never aligned, not until this this playoff season. So it's wild times, man. Yeah, I know. It's cool to to reflect back and we mm-hmm. haven't recorded for a while. But yeah, Al is uh, a Ball versus Life alumni. Leo as mm-hmm. well, guested multiple times talking about the Clippers mm-hmm. and talking about the Kings, the Kangs, man. And man, are they on fire right now? But oh, let's 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 get to that soon. You know, mm-hmm. let's 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 do a crutch up. Uh, you know, you've actually been quite busy. You know, we'll skip a lot of the stuff that you've been mm-hmm. busy with, but you actually mm-hmm. went on a trip recently. Um, to my neck of the woods, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. It it was so busy, and I think I told you, like, I felt like I was busier than an all star on All Star Weekend, dude. It was for pretty freaking hectic for me. Mm. Um, it's spring, you know. After mm-hmm. all the storms that we experienced here in California, I think uh, people were waiting to just kind of unleash uh, once spring break uh, arrived. And sure enough, uh, you know. The family and I kind of scheduled some uh, some time down in your neck of the woods, like what you said uh, in SoCal. And boy, oh boy, man, it was <laughs> hectic, man. I was there for a week, and I hit up, I hit up uh, um, Universal Studios, mm. uh, and then I hit up Legoland, and uh, I hit up Disneyland. After that, it sounds super, oh super extra. Uh, but I don't know what we were thinking when we planned the whole thing. I think it was just kind of one of those things where we just kind of had to hit everything. Yeah, when you told me your itinerary and your schedule, I mean, mm-hmm. the the reason we were talking about this is to try to find some kind of gap between all that madness mm-hmm. that maybe we can meet up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a lot of madness. This is a lot of driving for you and yeah. managing that with two kids. You know, I mean, if you're if you're with your partner. And you don't have mm-hmm. kids. It's a different story. I mean, it's still a lot of energy you got to expend. Oh, I mean, yeah. You're driving from NorCal to SoCal, yeah. then from you know SoCal from Universal to San Diego, yeah. then back Hollywood like, to Carlsbad to oh freaking Anaheim. It was just a it was a mess, man. You uh, survived though. <laughs> I am back. I am. You survived exhausted. to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I am exhausted, dude. I was actually kind of bummed just because my uh, my Apple Watch kind of conked out in some of the days that I was wearing it while I was at the park. But I easily walked 10 miles in one of the days. Like, 
I don't even know how many steps it was, but it was it was crazy. I think my watch kind of conked out just because I walked so much in one of the days. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was an epic um, it was an epic trip, and I don't know how it all worked out. I think Legoland had a sale during like Black Friday, mm-hmm. and then uh, Universal Studios recently opened the Super Nintendo Land, the Mario mm-hmm. Land, pretty much. We wanted to hit it up. And we also had uh, a chance to get the the magic key, the annual pass for, for nice. Disneyland. So it enabled us to kind of sprinkle a little bit of everything to mm. make it all work out. Uh, I don't think I'll ever do it again, <laughs> but it definitely was a it was definitely an epic, uh, epic trip. My kids were they were shot by the end of it, dude. My, dude. my feet had like blisters, like by the end of everything. It was just crazy. Uh, think- definitely. Extra. A while ago, we talked about your Disney trip. Uh, and mm-hmm. this, again, we haven't recorded for a long time, but we talked about that. And mm-hmm. I remember, actually, I talked about my Disney trip. I went to Disney. Yeah. And I'm a local, so it's not too bad. But mm-hmm. after a whole day at Disney, I was telling you on that podcast episode, I saw mm-hmm. dads basically wet with wagons or strollers. Yeah. And yep. you could tell yep. they're so dejected. Like, they're just, like, so tired. <laughs> and I mean, happy that they got to experience it, but also just mm-hmm. you could tell they were, like, just done you know they're ready to go home just put their feet up and just knock out and the kids obviously at that point all of them are pretty much just KO'd in the strollers (laughs) I mean people people you know I mean all these influencers and like all these YouTube videos make it seem like it's just you know it's happy-go-lucky which it Mm -hmm. is it really Mm -hmm. is but Mm -hmm. if you go to these places man it's like a physical challenge Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. a grueling day and if you're not used to, um, you know, like that 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 park life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, especially with kids where sometimes the unpredictable is the norm. Yeah. Like you got to be mentally, physically <laughs> just, you know, in shape and yeah. financially in shape. That's what you have to be the most financially in shape. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, it, it definitely... I don't know. My kids are just at, at this age where it's the most mm-hmm. magical time. And, yeah. you know, as anything we've learned through COVID, you never really know what, what shit could happen out there. So might as well try to, you know, have fun as much as possible when, when we have them. But these these kids, they hella lucky, man. I'll tell you that, <laughs> man. Because, you know what I mean? Like, just to be able to do all of that, you know, in one week. It's crazy, but I don't put it all on them, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I partly kind of want to experience. I want to check out Mario Land myself. I ain't going. I mean, it. thinking about it logistically, it does make sense. Maybe not to mm-hmm. compress your schedule that much, but also you're trying to capitalize on a week of spring break, right? So absolutely, you, you have that week only. It's not you don't want to take too much time away from work, and the kids have to go back to school and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, so if you're gonna make a trip, which is gonna cost money, you might as well yeah. maximize that trip. Versus come back yet again another time to hit up separate parks. So I get why you end up making the choices that you did. You know, it's it's just smarter to do it that way. I mean, if you're going to eventually go to those places, why not try to knock out as much as you can since you're in the area? Absolutely. And it's something that I'm going to have to deal with come the summer as well. Just because Mm. unless you just want to keep your kids at home, which Mm -hmm. some people opt to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when they're not at school, they got to do something, especially if they get older. They're not like you know, infants anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like these kids mm-hmm. actually need an outlet and they need to be doing things. And their programs, at least mm-hmm. up, I'm sure it's there in SoCal too, but in the Bay Area, but you know, these programs, they cost money too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. one way or the other, you're going to be kind of, you're going to be paying the piper. So I don't know. I guess it's just the, it's just the grind. It's new to me, mm. you know, because I've, obviously never had kids prior to these kids uh, at and at this age. So it's definitely something I'm learning and you kind of have to budget for it to really kind of make it happen and plan around it. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Cause you know, if you do it last minute, that's, that's when the piper really, you know, mm-hmm. really goes for your pockets, but mm-hmm. you know, you can be smart and strategic about it, but like what you said, you know, you gotta, you gotta make it all work out logistically. Well, you, you budgeted, you went on the trip, you're back, and we've been saving this, actually. I don't, I don't know anything about the, yeah. the Nintendo, Super Nintendo Land part of your trip. I've been waiting to hear about it. But let's talk about that first. I, I do want to ask this before you, mm-hmm. you go into it. Did you, did you guys watch the Super Mario movie? I know you have Absolutely. kids and they love Mario, so I was just wondering if you watched the movie. 
Absolutely, dude. Okay. I mean, that was all part of the 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 game plan, man. Nice. I definitely, you know, uh, we definitely watched it uh, right before we traveled just to kind of wow. get that that vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, okay. I mean, I haven't watched it. Uh, I probably watch it in, when it gets on streaming. I'm not gonna go mm-hmm. to the theater to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we're not to give any spoilers. But did you like the movie? Yeah, the movie was enjoyable, but I'm not going to front, you know what I mean? Like, we watch a lot of content, and we've seen the whole gamut of, like, high-quality stuff out there, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we watch, like, Game of Thrones, we watch, like, Breaking Bad, all of I mean, it's definitely not going to be in that caliber, but it's a kid's yeah. movie. Yeah. So if you set yourself your expectations just right and expect, like, a kid's movie in, in line of, like, I don't know, all these illumination films like, yeah. like you know despicable me and like yeah, you know yeah. sonic the hedgehog minions then yeah yeah exactly minions you know what i mean pixar is at a different level yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> pixar got levels to it yeah um so you know as long as you come with the right expectation it, it it you know it's actually a very entertaining movie and i think it's a lot of fan service that's i think that's mm. the thing like the more sort of um experience you have with like the the world the the world of mario whether or not you play the video games recently mm-hmm. or even old school there's little bits of like um sort of little easter eggs that you can can, can get out of it and nice. i think that's where the magic comes through because mm-hmm. you know i hadn't played video games in like the last 20 years until like my, my kids started gaming yeah. once again mm-hmm. so like you know the last mario game i played was probably super mario 3 bro Dude, <laughs> actually, I take that back. We play. There was a phase where we did Super Mario Galaxy when the Wii first came out. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, but like, there's like ten year kind of stints for mm. that. With that said, yeah, dude, I think the movie actually kind of get got us in that mindset. Nice. I do think it's so, worth a watch, especially if you played Mario before. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been a big Nintendo fan since I was a kid. I played the original uh, NES, and then obviously. Uh, Upgraded to N64 when I was older, yeah. and Mario was a big part of that. But let's yeah. let's get into Super Nintendo Land, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been wanting to go, but I haven't had the opportunity to. Uh, I will eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see it all on social media, especially they opened recently. So like yeah. I see like a lot of YouTube content creators and just uh, friends actually, a lot of friends that have gone, and it looks super dope. So, uh, yeah, give us an accounting of what the experience was like. The experience was hectic <laughs> i think that's the biggest thing and I've, I've talked to a couple of people who went around spring break mm-hmm. as well um and i don't want to misrepresent it i'll definitely talk about some of the attractions but the very first thing and the most vivid thing i remember with it is it was hella crowded oh, and i think man. what it, it's it, it's born out of the fact that it really hasn't been that long since they opened it bro mm-hmm. so they just opened it in february um so you know it hasn't been what like a month a month and a half since it's been open so there's a ton of interest uh in terms of people were going there literally when we went there at park opening and we actually even had early access because we, mm. we we bought early access nice people were running wow to it dude like and, and the thing is if you've been to universal there's like it's like in the hollywood hills right yeah. so there's like a, an upper lot and then a lower mm-hmm. lot that's like separated by like four huge like escalators. Yeah. Yep. So once the park opens, there's this huge rush of people going through this escalator. It was fuck. Wow. It, was bo- it was bonkers, man, because everybody wanted to go that go there. Yeah. Um. So, um, you know, it definitely is such a well done attraction. Ooh. You know, mm-hmm. save for the crowds, if you really go there, it's probably the newest attraction like in this in the theme spark of theme park space mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. i guess mickey and minnie toontown is just mm-hmm. as fresh in disneyland and bro like as you walk into there like mm. you know you kind of get lost into like the the world the mario world wow um you know like you know all of like the the little figures they have it moving. They have like Yoshi kind of just kind of circling around there. Fire flowers, <laughs> mystery blocks. So definitely sort of an immersive experience. Oh, I mean, they kind of learned this doing it at like the Star Wars land at Disneyland already. Right. So it's kind of like there's like yeah. a certain formula and there's a certain standard that's kind of brought about it. Mm-hmm. So 
it definitely was dope. I mean, I think it'd be doper if it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> 500 people rushing <laughs> to get to the same spot at the same time. Um, but it definitely was dope. I mean, the hype um, is real. Like, like Star Wars Land that opened. I mean, that's a really immersive Galaxy's experience. Edge, yeah. Galaxy's yeah. Edge, sorry. Galaxy's Edge, yeah. uh, Harry Potter World um, yeah. is done pretty well. I, I haven't gone to the one in Orlando. Um, I heard the Harry Potter World there is great. But mm-hmm. the one at Universal, it, you, space is small, like at yeah. Universal Studios. Uh, just yeah. because like you explained like how it's how the land works over there. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like Disney has. Disney has a huge plot of land. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Universal Universal doesn't so like all the all the lands and the worlds are, are pretty small but they do a really good job um, and just from all the videos I watched um, of Super Nintendo World or whatever land um, and I've been to Harry Potter World it's yeah they do a great job man you really feel like you're in it let me tell you like uh like how immersive the experience is um, mm-hmm. and they have the ride which is like like a Mario Kart esque sort of like like a VR ride that mm. is, which is one of the primary attractions. Wait, before you like, you you continue, is mm-hmm. that the ride where I don't know if you saw online there was a controversy of they had like a quote unquote weight limit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your boy here is not really the slimmest of a, 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 a. You know, I'm a little on the husky side, bro, and I had kind of I had to squeeze in into that 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 that, 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 that little cart thing that they had going. I made the cut though. I made nice. The cut. You made the cut. To, I'm glad, man. You would have been I was one able of those to. I was able like, to get dude. in there and experience it. I can't, I must say that it wasn't the most comfortable experience that I've mm-hmm. had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, the things you do for your kids, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it is that that same ride. Okay. Um, really a great ride, actually. Um, definitely high on the tech because you 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 wear a helmet and then they give mm-hmm. you these goggles like these VR goggles that you clip onto your to your head right and as you go through like the the ride in itself and it doesn't ride fast mm-hmm. right you actually don't see like shit or stuff around it uh oh. in live action everything mm-hmm. is kind of seen through that 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 VR goggle and that's oh. how you kind of interact like throwing shells and doing all oh, kinds of man, Mario cool. Kart stuff um using gestures as you kind of go around so they definitely trying to gamify the whole experience to kind of make it's not a thrill ride yeah right it's more of like a interactive Mm -hmm. gamified experience so um at least for me the ride in itself was cool but what Mm -hmm. i felt was cooler was just like all of like the decor the immersiveness Mm -hmm. experience that you get into that Mm-hmm. These lines are long, and wow. you know it How takes a while to for? get through. I actually didn't wait that long because we okay. did the girly access, nice. and in the throngs of people that kind of ran to the ride mm-hmm. and the right getaway, um, we were able to get in within like the first ten minutes, which was which was great. But what's great is if you wait in line, you go through all the worlds. You go through Koopa's oh. Castle. You go through like just all the different lands before you get to the ride in itself. So I think that was such a masterful kind of strategy that they did to make like the line experience really kind of interactive. Cause as you, you, as you're waiting, you're like seeing new stuff nice. and you're seeing little Easter eggs. So makes that, that, that waiting experience a little bit better. Man, um, that stuff matters, especially if you're oh, waiting yeah. for over yeah. an hour for a ride. Yeah. And we kind of seen it with the other theme parks that we've been through, right? They kind of yeah. have that. But I think this takes the cake, dude, in terms mm. of like being able to do that. Um, they kind of did it. And I don't want to do any spoilers for Galaxy's Edge or Rise of the Resistance. You wrote yeah. Rise, of, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. But Rise yeah. of the Resistance kind of has that, yes. those moments, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it kind of has the same vibe. Obviously more on like the kitty kind of Mario cutie mm-hmm. vibe. But mm-hmm. it's the same idea, right? And I think that's the genius of that particular attraction in itself so it was cool my son loved it we did a writer mm. switch so he mm. was able to actually kind of um kind of write it twice because his little brother was too small to write it oh. so mm-hmm. you can you can you can kind of finesse the system like that where you do a writer switch which is fine nice. um and uh it was good dude he was homeboy was hype dude 
He was hyped <laughs> the Kings fans. That's how he. That's how hype he was. I mean, that, that essentially is his playoff game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, but outside of the ride, and you know, um, the other things that they have is there's like challenges that you have mm. to go through scattered around the park mm. or the the land, right? There's like four challenges that you kind of have to complete. You gotta like beat the the goomba. You gotta beat the mm. fire flower with a shell. You gotta do. You know, some it's kind of like a scavenger hunt kind of deal. It's kind of like a scavenger hunt, right? You, you, uh, you know, it's not really a hunt because it's like out there and you can kind of see it. Mm -hmm. I think the challenge is waiting in line to complete those, (laughs) right? Um, Mm -hmm. and what happens is if you complete three of the four challenges, you unlock a boss level, right? So, and, um, one thing I didn't mention with all of this is. The only way that you can interact with all of these uh, sort of attractions, these these challenges, is you have to buy their their band, and I'm mm. sure you've kind of seen. Oh yeah, it, yeah, right? I've seen that. Yeah, I've it's kind of like the the Disney Magic Band. It's kind of similar, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if you get that band, it's kind of like a Bluetooth thing that you can mm-hmm. kind of hook up, and then you can start like, you know, earning coins by hitting the blocks and like doing the challenges and, mm-hmm. and kind of saving it. So. What happens is if you complete three of the four challenges, there's a boss level that you can kind of scan into. And there's this sort of uh, Bowser Jr.'s boss level where mm. you can battle Bowser Jr. Uh, and low-key, dude, that actually is sort of like the other best attraction outside oh. of the ride. Mm-hmm. Just because you kind of have like, again, they gamified it once again, and it kind of gives yeah. you something to kind of strive for. And then there's a reward. Mm. And the the Bowser Junior level is actually kind of dope, man. It's it's kind of like a a shadow based you know interaction thing, and you can start throwing like fireballs and stuff like using gestures. So it's kind of dope, oh, man. That's super cool. I, I'm glad that the experience was so immersive and interactive, Absolutely. especially for kids. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I mean, it's a different level of uh, tech that we're talking about. Pro tip though, one thing I noticed. Uh, amidst the crowds mm. was like towards the end of the day later in the day because i came back to the park when the kids were just done mm-hmm. um it didn't look as crowded at the super mario land so something to kind of keep oh. in mind if you mm-hmm. go you know maybe which makes sense something. because probably a lot of families go and they want to go earlier right yep 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 yeah. so did i didn't know that not that mm. my kids would have been able to kind of stay up that late but if you don't have that um, that barrier to your to your schedule, definitely something to kind of consider. All that mm-hmm. saying that I don't know, man, it was a great experience. The kids nice. loved it. You know, we kind of set it up for them, and I think they really had a, a, a joyful time there, dude. It was cool. Well, I can tell that you highly recommend it, and I can't wait to go myself. Um, yeah. Since I'm a SoCal resident, I remember back in the day. Uh, when I living being a local, we used mm-hmm. to be able to collect Coke cans, and on the Coke cans, you could get like half off to get to Universal, half off to get into Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt that exists anymore. I, I think it's yeah. pretty pricey now, <laughs> yeah, especially dude. they got like some premium, um, new attractions there. Yeah, they're not giving it away, dude. No more they discounts, got, man. No more discounts. They got to pay for the, the that decor that they have, plus the Harry Potter land, plus. You know, all of the other attractions. Yeah, this will transition me well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that Universal is stepping up because we all know that Disneyland pretty much rules. Um, I mean, all theme parks probably in the U.S. outside mm-hmm. of Disney World. Um, bar none, most people, when they go to Disneyland, it is one of the most immersive experiences that you can have. Everything mm-hmm. is on point. Everything's mm-hmm. clean. And I'm glad that Universal is stepping up. The competition is stepping up and uh, you were able to enjoy Nintendo Land. Let's, let's transition to Disneyland. Any any tidbits? Um, I, I don't know, dude. I Like what I told you, I think we kind of are getting to be on the 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 super experienced pro level yeah. vet level you should write a blog dude <laughs> i know bro. i know dude like it's just uh i don't uh, you know the 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 magic key which is basically the annual pass they don't really kind of sell it all the time although it's more frequent mm-hmm. at least this year there's been two times already you dropped it this year so when we had the chance to drop uh, and lock up a uh an annual pass we were like 
should we do it? It's hella money. Should we try? Yeah. But we kind of became Disney heads organically and we were just mm. like, dude, if we're going to do it in one year, mm. it might as well be this year because it's like the 100th anniversary of uh, yeah. of, of Disney uh, this year. So like, there's just so much additional value that you get going to the parks this year. So we did it. Um, the only caveat with that is up, up, I'm at, a, up at NorCal and it's not like we can just go every other yeah. weekend to mm-hmm. Disneyland. So we kind of have to be strategic. So that's why we kind of added these like random schedules of hitting the park to get our money's worth for it. Mm-hmm. Plus, we love the parks. Um, but like what you that said, that only dude, goes to say that you will be coming back to visit. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. I think I think for make us it worth to, it, man. I, I think for us to be able to make it worth it, we gotta at least go three more times after this trip. To, yeah, and it's kind of make it's, it close. It's gonna be May in a couple of weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. So it'll probably be back in a couple months, bro. In summer. Yeah, <laughs> and then a couple the months summer. after. And then, and then maybe <laughs> well, Halloween sure and then come. Christmas. Yeah, so we'll Halloween, see. Christmas, because those are prime times. The decor is uh, usually really great, uh, especially yeah. Christmas, man. Christmas at Disney is the best, man. Definitely. It really puts you in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> That's my favorite time of the year to go there just yeah. because I love the Christmas season. And and it's not scalding hot. Like, you yeah. go in the summer, dude, it is like 100 degree weather sometimes it's brutal so so being seasoned uh at these disneyland folks at this point we kind of know what we like to do spots we like to eat uh Mm. attractions that our kids enjoy uh timing in terms of uh when we want to hit things um so we definitely had a strategy so we actually started a dca first we didn't even go to disneyland Mm. that's that's when you're a vet you're just like you know, you don't care yeah, about you, the castle. You don't, the you don't blow your wad, man. You, you, exactly. You know, you, exactly. You're a vet, man. You know, you know how to pace yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so we kind of, we kind of started a DCA uh, first. Hit up all the rides, um, rides there because we only had like a day and a half, technically just a day to be able to do most of the stuff that we did. So, um, biggest new attraction, actually, I mentioned it earlier, is they op- reopened Toontown. And I know mm-hmm. you went, what, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Toontown was not open during no, that time. Yeah. And to the uninitiated, Toontown is like Mickey and Minnie's neighborhood, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they've been refurbishing it for like the past two quarters, mm-hmm. past six months or whatever. And it recently reopened around the time that Mario Land got opened. They got mm-hmm. some rivalry going on there, man. They trying to they trying to get up people's funds. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toontown is you know it's it's Mickey and Minnie's home, and they have a new ride called uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which uh, you know it's pretty dope, dude. It I I feel like it's kind of like Rise of the Resistance, oh. but for kids. Oh. Mm. So you know and. You know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't been a Rise of the Resistance, but you know, like how those moving magnetic things that you write on Rise of the Resistance yeah. kind of works yeah. around like the environment mm-hmm. instead of like a rail, like in a roller yeah. coaster, it's more <coughs> kind of floating around. It's kind yeah. of the same thing, dude. So, oh, that's cool. Uh, so, it definitely is. I mean, I, that's the next phase in terms of how this entertainment thing is going. Yeah. So, that was kind yeah. of dope to be able to kind of experience that. Um, I'd still. I mean, if there's one ride that I'd ride at Disneyland, it probably still would be Rise of the Resistance, yeah. obviously as an adult. But if you're not an adult and you're just trying to enjoy it, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway, man, they've added to the attractions that they have there. So, um, definitely good experience. Um, you know, in addition to that, the only other thing that we did was we booked a. Uh, uh, Lamplight Lounge, and I think I told yeah. you were the one who told me about Lamplight yeah, Lounge. Yeah, man. Dude. I went for my birthday many years ago now, probably five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, and I was like, Lo- dude, this is dope, man. <laughs> yeah, lobster nachos and yeah. like a full bar. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, you can get some cocktails, you know, mm. you know, and it's, it's really cool just to sit down and relax and, and just like you know, usually the weather is pretty nice in, in Southern California, so yeah, um, after being on your feet the whole day, um, just to sit with friends and family. And just lay back and, and actually tell me about your experience. You, you know, you picked a really good time. Yeah. So the, for this time, we actually booked a reservation um, 
around like 8.30 at night mm. to be able to watch the World of Color show that they have, which is the mm. water water show. Yeah. Water fountain show that they have at DC. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, if you if you know, you know. It's a great um, show, though. <laughs> it's a great show. It's like a light and water water yeah. fountain show with with music and um, projections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, over at the 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 Pixar Pier at uh, at DCA. So mm-hmm. that was dope, dude. Just because ain't nothing better than sitting at these comfortable ass chairs, <laughs> eating some lobster nachos. Mm-hmm. Drinking a, a cocktail uh, and watching the light show, bro. So um, it was it was a great experience. We'd been to uh, you know the lamplight lounge before, a uh, lamplight lamplight lounge before, uh, and had another wonderful experience. But this time, it was it was great to be able to top off the the night. You know, just if anything, that's a show. great pro tip. You know, try to get yeah. a reservation at lamplight lounge around eight thirty, and you can just sit back, eat drink yep. um yeah and enjoy the show yeah yeah true but you got you you got to be on your on your yeah, uh, on your laurels it. man yeah man. it's it's a jungle out there you got to yeah. be able to reserve it like these reservations you got to be mm-hmm. up at like 6 a.m in the morning when they when they get it out there i didn't it's, say it was uh, easy but if yeah. you can get it <laughs> if you can get it if you can get yeah. it you can get it so um but yeah, man, uh, it was great. My son had mm-hmm. his um, his friend who was celebrating his birthday down there too. Mm-hmm. So we met some some friends uh, down there who know how to Disney. Nice. And and uh, yeah, man, it's you got to be able to. It's like it's like hooping with other hoopers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you hoop with a hooper, uh, if you hoop with a player that don't know how to play it kind of makes that experience a little rocky, right? But then if you yeah. hoop with other hoopers mm-hmm. that know how to hoop, that know how to move around, mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes everything a little bit more seamless and more fun. It's the same I thing. I mean, you... with traveling, with friends and stuff, and basketball, mm-hmm. it's all about pacing, man. You got to have the same pace. If you're not yeah. the same pace, you won't be Yeah. You won't be a good squad. It's like exactly. if, you're, if you're not up and down four player, you're not going to play well with Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're a half-court player... You know, you want to grind out possessions and, and post. Yeah, it's, it's you know, yeah, you got you to gotta find the right rhythm. Definitely, man. And you, you go with people who know how to work the app, who know how to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to, to, to kind of, you know, use the schedule. And it's it was all primo, primo experience. So, um, yeah. yeah, man. So, so I can't wait to go with you, man. And we'll I know, take dude, you along um, for the ride. Next time, yeah. You know what? If you go to Nintendo Land again, dude, count me in, actually. Um, just let me know in advance. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'll, I already I'll got tickets. a system. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't that, doubt, dude. like, going with you. Especially now you've experienced it. You know when to go, what what to prioritize, at what time, and all that stuff. Like, th- that matters. It really does matter if you're going to these kind of theme parks where it's really crowded. Yeah. Um, you got to manage your time well because you want to maximize it, uh, especially if you're paying top dollar and you are paying top dollar to go these places. So, yeah, yeah. Um, let's 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 do it, man. Let's do it in yeah. the near future. Um, all right, let's let's get into it. You know, now to the, the baller life. stuff. Yes, now to let's the get into the lifeblood of this podcast. You know, yep. it is ball versus life. Um, life has been winning, but ball is back. So mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Uh, let's. Let's NBA start out with the meat playoffs. and bones right away, okay? Mm-hmm. NBA playoffs, the Warriors are in. They're down 0-2 right now. I'm sorry, bro. Ugh. I know it's tough, but let's get into the controversy. I want to jump straight in. Right? Let's dive into yeah, it. We're let's... 30 minutes into the podcast. Yeah, let's just let's get Draymond into it. Green, man. You know, if you, if you haven't been living under a rock and you've been paying attention to, to the NBA playoffs, this is the story. Draymond Green gets mixed up with Sabonis. Sabonis grabs his leg. Draymond Green stomps on his chest. <laughs> This is all true, all right? I'm not this I'm not ex- hey, I'm, man. Not, uh, I'm not articulating some kind of You driving, man. <laughs> paint the picture, paint the picture. Yeah, and uh Sabonis sells it, you know, sells it well. <laughs> Even the whole Kings organization organization has been selling it well afterwards, you know? He was questionable with a I don't know, some Bruce Sturdum or something like that. And he ended up being totally fine after Draymond was suspended. Apparently, mm-hmm. he's good to go. So Let's talk about it. Um, Draymond got suspended one game, and this is the talk of the town. You're either on one side thinking this is justified, or you think, mm-hmm. no, it's not. You know, um, I want to know how you feel, bro. Welcome you are in the, the heart of it. 
Welcome to the Draymond Green experience. Talking about roller coasters and all of this jazz, dude. This is definitely just part of the Draymond Green experience. You mm. can get the highs of the highs where you get DPOY work mm. in the highest uh, stage of the NBA playoffs. And then you get the lows of the lows where he punches his own teammate at a preseason mm. game <laughs> caught on camera. <laughs> I don't know Dude, where I would I put the stomp that, gate. Man. Yeah, I don't know where I put stomp gate. Maybe <laughs> it, it, it's close there with the LeBron thing. Maybe with the stakes in 2016. Yeah. Uh, so it's just part of the Draymond Green experience. And uh, uh, and one of our friends, our good friend Al, actually kind of texted me, and he was like, "How do you defend this?" And mm. I kind of had to take how a you step. Said that. How do you yeah, do yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that wasn't verbatim what he said. Oh, okay. I don't want to okay. misrepresent him. Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah. vibe of it. Yeah, and I was just like, I mean, it's just kind of part of the experience, and like what you and me had talked about before. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, Draymond's got to be one of those players where you love him when he's on your squad, and you're gonna hate mm-hmm. him when he's not on your squad. And every winning organization has that player. Dennis mm-hmm. Rodman, Bruce Bowen, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that 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 junkyard dog. Yep. And I think I told Al, it's just like, Jaymond is the fire to Steph's ice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, he unlocks a lot of what makes Steph Curry so special. And he adds and balances everything that Steph Curry isn't able to do. Like Steph kind of just doesn't. He's kind of more in that Tim Duncan mold. He's not on that Michael Jordan mode. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we need that um, that presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll, we won't be playing with him. It, yeah. I was surprised that the, the verdict came out as, the, yeah. as such. Just because the discourse the whole day before the news dropped was that he's unlikely to get suspended. I mean, Shams, you know, yeah. even tweeted that and he usually is pretty spot on with things he's he's known exactly. as a really reputable um exactly. yeah mba uh, information gatherer <laughs> so i don't know man i was kind of surprised you know last night i definitely was just kind of in processing mode about the whole situation the news dropped last night mm-hmm. and the reality is i knew that it was going to be a possibility that was going to happen um i think the the reasoning that the league kind of put out there is kind of sketch. It wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> the punishment of ejecting him during the game mm-hmm. was kind of appropriate. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the fact that the league kind of cited that they considered his history mm. of unsportsmanlike mm-hmm. conduct as part of the reason mm-hmm. kind of caught me off guard. It just felt like at least from an, a competition standpoint, I know Jay's had some beef internally and in, in, in strife, but he really hasn't had that much kind of conflict, you know, with other players. I mean, you can bring up the LeBron thing, but dude, yeah. that was like 2016. Okay. It's like what, it's seven years ago, ago? Yeah. a long time ago. Right. So, and they're like the why best would of that... friends now. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, why would that be relevant mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. this point in time? Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know, dude. Like, the fact that Sabonis actually was kind of the instigator at this play. And mm-hmm. You tell me, man. I'm curious to, to hear what you think. Yeah, that... I have no dog in the race. So, for yeah. me, I just want to watch entertaining basketball. And it has been really entertaining. And mm-hmm. looking at the situation, I do agree. Uh, think that two wrongs don't make a right and most situation mm-hmm. is the retaliation gets the more of the punishment yeah. you know that's always been the case in the nba um where someone does something like an elbow you uh down low when you're you're fighting for rebound you retaliate mm-hmm. yeah you're the one that gets the tech you know um yeah. the refs unless they catch it they don't really you know punish the, the person that yeah. let that slide in um yeah it could be argued that sabonis's uh um motion was unnatural um, mm-hmm. I mean, he said he was protecting himself, but he definitely grabbed Draymond Green's foot. And when someone grabs mm. your foot, your natural reaction is get off my foot. Um, yeah. That's any normal reaction. Um, the stomping, I get it. That's He probably didn't need to do that. He could have tried to pull away. Um, and that's why, why he got 
kicked out of the game. And I, and I agree. I think it was justified that he got kicked out of the game, uh, when, mm. especially when you go to the replay. Yeah. Um, and they played that replay like freaking 100 times that day. Yeah. And then subsequently after, people are watching over and over in different angles. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't look good. So I agree with the, the getting kicked out. And, and it cost the, 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 the Warriors potentially that game because it was close. Yeah. So they already were, quote unquote, punished, even though Penalized. Draymond Green did do that. Um, mm-hmm. But the punishment was already like, okay, he did it. He got kicked out of the game and you lose a key player for that, the rest of the game in, in a crucial spurt in the fourth quarter. So uh, I was hoping that they wouldn't suspend him because you just don't want to see quote unquote asterisks or whatever. And I don't want to put that out there. A Kings fan is going to rage on me. But what I'm saying is you want equal competition. You want to win it the best way you can. Of course, they're not, they're not in control of that, right? The NBA yeah. made that decision. So it's not like the Kings did anything. Mm. Uh, I think, I do think there was some gamesmanship uh, mm. as with any team would do um, at this junction of the season. But yeah, I, I didn't think the suspension was warranted, but look, we're in the, we're in the age of optics, you know, yeah. social media clicks, everything, everyone's talking about it. And I just believe the NBA reacted more out of optics and they had to have a reason for uh, yeah. suspending it. And, they gave a more vague explanation. I think Joe Dumars actually spoke out on it and, on mm-hmm. ESPN, and he just simply stated what they released in their statement, which they considered these factors, and they felt like well, it was appropriate. One comment that I heard was people were saying that it was the the antics that happened after yes. mm-hmm. uh, after the stop that kind of added fuel to the situation. And, I mean, Dre was kind of goading the crowd. Um, I think he was reacting to the energy of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. there was something, you know, there was an energy there. They were they were probably just cussing him out. And then he yeah. was trying to do the whole WWE, yeah. you know, bring it on kind of. I think he was kind of cussing out the crowd uh, himself. Um, and he just kind of, he kind of played into that. I, so. I do think that all added let's not forget that Adam Silver was actually at the game too. Um, mm-hmm. they, there was pictures that surfaced afterwards. He was definitely not happy <laughs> about all of the histrionics and stuff. I do think that factored into it. Um, at the end of well, the day, like the, let's not, let's not, let's make it clear that Adam Silver comes off as like a really fun guy, nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's an executive. He doesn't mm-hmm. fuck around. He really yeah. does not. The image and branding of the NBA is, what he protects and yeah. it's about corporate interest it's about all the sponsors and stuff like that it's about appealing to family audiences mm-hmm. so this is why they suspended him i believe at the end of the day well tell that to john Morant. but uh that's for another conversation Ooh, yeah yeah that's <clears> true. <throat> they, trust me he was, Anderson was also not happy about that <laughs> tell me about um what you think about like sabonis and this whole sternum whatever thing that they mm. had you know after the play he was down there he was definitely selling it at you know in my yeah. opinion a biased opinion yeah. you know he was trying to sell sell the call you know? i don't i don't blame sabonis for selling the call that's what nba players do nowadays you know mm. like you're trying to gain any edge that you can so i'm not this is this is part of the course okay mm-hmm. anytime lebron does it uh, most most prominent nba players to a certain degree do it some players do it more than others for sure but not just par for course, you know, he's probably trying to get at, at least like some technical or flagrant and get, you know, mm. get some extra free throws out of it. You know, it could ma- it could definitely matter, right? In a close game. After the play, he actually finished the game off. Yeah. You he, know, he was, he was chest clip, bumping. Chest bumped, yeah. His, like, his, his teammates, yeah. right? He was, he actually had a dunk to finish off the game, right? Mm-hmm. And he was kind of laughing on the bench. So, I mean, I do want to say that, like, Adrenaline does play a big part in any um, any kind of thing that happens. You know, like mm-hmm. you could get, I don't know, hit, right? But in that moment, mm-hmm. you could play on for, for a while. Um, but then later, when, you, when things settle, you're like, oh, shoot, you know, the, the injury is actually pretty bad. So I don't, I don't want to superimpose my idea of whether Sabonis really was hurt or not. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. Draymond Green is like a 200-pound some 200-pound hunk a large man you know Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure if he stepped on us we'd probably be hurting so Mm -hmm. 
I do think like I mean Sabonis is also not a small man. He's a very he's large man. Seven so, one yeah. two yeah. sixty, bro. <laughs> I'm just yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm like a five eight guy. So. I step on Sabonis. I yeah. I get, go on the DL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I I I think like it's 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 in many ways it really depends on what aisle um, or what mm. perspective you're looking at it. You know, you can pick it apart for sure. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, like the I think the actions speak for itself and the punishment is goes to people much higher than, you know, the fans and the organizations, as you can tell, the Warriors were not happy. The Warriors organization mm. was shocked by it and we're not happy, but I think the GM said like, there's nothing we can do, you know, like, it's just what it is yeah. at this point. Regardless, yeah. we will be sans Draymond green for game three might not be a, the worst thing. He's made a lot of uh, mental mistakes. Mm-hmm. himself and this might be a way to get, get him focused and the rest of the group focused mm-hmm. just because you know what's sad about all of this 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 discourse is bar none the kings are outplaying the warriors mm-hmm. you got to give credit where credit is due and i think that's kind of lost amongst all of this the fireworks with regards mm-hmm. to this is the kings are actually playing really good ball and the fact yeah. that it kind of became the circus kind of takes us focus away from them and all mm-hmm. the Kings fans are probably complaining this and that here and there. But the reality is it, they kind of created this sort of this, this, this circus. I mean, they've been really physical. So if Sabonis didn't do that, we wouldn't be there. And yeah. we can all point fingers with regards to this. But, you know, things have developed where it's taken the shine away from them just because it, they kind of made it a circus. And maybe that's the only way that they can really gain mm-hmm. an advantage and really make mm-hmm. it you know, get in, in in the heads of the players, uh, 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 the Warriors. And we shall see. Um, yeah. Like what we said, the the series doesn't start until the the the, uh, the home team loses. So we'll see how game three and four happens. And uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I know, you'll be on, I know you will be on pins and needles because game three obviously is now probably the deciding game in this series uh, in terms of the Warriors' chances. Um mm-hmm. You know, if they lose that, you know, it's it's going to take a Herculean effort, right? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I don't ever want to doubt the heart of the champions, the heart of a champion. So I've seen Steph Curry come up in huge games and Clay Thompson as well. Um, so I know they're obviously longer in the tooth now uh, and mm-hmm. the team construction is different. I think the Warriors are stretching to find more bench production and consistent bench production, whereas the Kings... I think they have it more figured out because they had more continuity this season. Uh, Andrew Wiggins coming back after two months out. I mean, it's not going to be as seamless as you think. There's rotations a little bit different and all that stuff, guys, that were used to playing minutes now. I mean, all this stuff actually really does matter. But look, Mm -hmm. we could could go round round and round about it, but the Warriors got to figure it out. Like, they just got to at this point, you know? They have to. There's no choice at this point. and. No more excuses. You just got to play the best ball you can for the whatever time you got out there, you know, whether you're Kaminga, Moody, whoever else is getting those, like, important minutes that they have to soak up for Dre. We shall see. I might be yeah. watching Ted Lasso sooner rather than later. <laughs> you told we'll me see. that the other day. Like, <laughs> well, I guess I might as well start on a series that is yeah. you've been holding off that yeah. everyone has been raving about. That that free trial, that free trial <laughs> button is I'm, I'm getting ready to push that. We'll see. We'll At least see. you have a backup we'll... plan, man. You know, you're I a man a with a plan. You're a man with a plan. Have... <laughs> hey man. You know it. You know it. I want to say before moving off of uh, the Kings and the Warriors, I do want to talk about like how you feel in this series, especially interacting mm. with texting, you know, our good friends. We have mm. Al, I-, I won't mention the other ones. Uh, James actually has been on our podcast before, mm-hmm. um, who is your brother-in-law. He is a rabid Kings fan, hardcore. Um, mm-hmm. how-, how has it been just, yeah, talking to your friends, texting them, uh, friends and family, especially with this newfound rivalry. <laughs> yeah, so um, what I will say is I'm getting annoyed at the Kings fans. Like, <laughs> uh, the like just the because I do feel not, like... Is annoying you? Come on. Yeah, the beam is <laughs> definitely a little bit annoying. Um, I'm getting annoyed at the new Kings fans, mm. the bandwagon Kings fans, mm. all of these Kings fans that seem to have forgotten about all of the seasons prior to this season and acting like the Grizzlies fans 
where they kind of are getting swept up in the moment and really forgetting what has occurred before them. Mm-hmm. All of the friends that you had mentioned are legit checked OG Kings fans. Yes. And I give them a little bit more rope in terms of being able to enjoy this. And it's not up to me to be able to determine that, but at least for Mm -hmm. me and my interactions with them, Mm. like I hear them out with regards to this. So all things considered, (laughs) as much vitriol I'm seeing uh, from the Kings fans, because honestly, it really is kind of rubbing me the wrong way how... Mm -hmm. You know, and we've seen this with Boston fans. You see yes. this with Gri- you see it with the Grizzlies fans right yes. now, where yeah. they they think they're like hot shit while they yeah. haven't really kind of accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. All my interactions with Al for one and other other friends who have suffered through this decade long uh, struggle oh. with the Kings, yeah, yeah uh, have. Been all things considered, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent. I guess is the, <laughs> the word I would say. I don't know. If that's no, no, no. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely a bit of back and forth, and I, yeah. they definitely kind of are, you know, kind of joined back for all of the years that the Warriors are doing better, and I, I give them, I give them that for sure. Mm-hmm. But all things considered, like the, the, the vibe I'm getting from them is at least the real kings fans is they'll they'll see they'll see it when they when it happens like they'll see it they'll believe it when they see it right yes. and they know that you know the series ain't over yet and who knows how I'll feel about them you know when the series mm-hmm. ends but at least in the middle of the series i think there's this sort of like are the kings going to kings you know what yeah, i mean yeah, and yeah. they and i give credit Full credit for the for the fans who kind of are able to understand that context, right? Like mm-hmm. that the the Kangs can still Kangs, so mm-hmm. you don't get too high, too low. You just kind of enjoy it. And the reality is, this is just the first round. Yeah. Whether or not yeah. they get past the Warriors, and I'm sure they'll lord it over me. <laughs> There's yeah. still the Lakers, the Clippers, the yeah. Bucks that they have to conquer to actually really accomplish something if you really want to want to think about it right yeah so all things considered it's been kind of decent and you know props and much love to the kings fans enjoy mm-hmm. this i've been yeah. saying this all year even prior to the matchup enjoy mm-hmm. the journey right it's actually not even the result enjoy all of the yes. the things well that said. happen mm-hmm. uh just because you know at the end of the day it's like that's what you'll remember all those little games where you just kind of built up to this, this, this presence. Mm-hmm. Even if you get to the parade, dude, it's just fleeting after you get yeah, to the parade, mm-hmm. you real talk thing about the next season already. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for them. They're enjoying the heck out of it right now, but the real Kings fans know how the Kangs can Kangs. So, well, I mean, obviously, real Kings fans know heartbreaker. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to floss it. You know, yeah, yeah, being a Laker fan, it's moving really on the good side of the Kings-Lakers rivalry. But um, for the bandwagon fans that, you know, having a great season and ju- who just jumped on this year, mm-hmm. being up mm-hmm. 2-0, yeah, everything's great right now. You don't feel everything the heartbreak. Gravy. But there yeah. is, like, if anything, you know, unless they win the title, there will be heartbreak. There will be games yeah, that you're frustrated at your team and you're like, oh, my gosh, you feel like, Dude, I don't think we got it. You know, yeah. like the fluctuations between winning a game and losing a game, even if it's like a buzzer beater, yeah, mm. it's it's either the sky is falling or you're like, oh, dude, I think we're good, we're clutch. You know, yeah. like it's you know, again, the the OGs understand. But yeah, the new that's, ones they don't get yeah. it yet. <laughs> that's my beef with the new ones is just that they get it swept up in the moment and they don't they don't really understand it. Uh, but it is what it is, and we'll see how the rest of the the series yes. goes and the rest of the playoffs go. Speak of the playoffs, man. You seems like your squad is dealing with your share of cockroaches. So what's going oh, on? Oh man, it's been a <laughs> wild season, dude. Like if you really reflect on the Lakers season, we mm-hmm. had Russell Westbrook, which I uh, we've we've talked about this in the on the pod in length. I've literally have lost probably like many fibers of my hair just from watching <laughs> him play. And again, he's actually doing really well in the playoffs uh, for the Clippers. Um, I think he's mm-hmm. on a squad that really fits his skill set, which is just a bunch of shooters around him. Um, but outside of that, like, it just wasn't a fit. And 
not the biggest fan of Russell Westbrook's personality per se. Um, I think he's a great player. I think he's very passionate about the game. I, I respect that he actually plays each game with ferocity. Not every mm. NBA player does that. So respect where respect is due. But yes, it got to the point where um, the Lakers had the Westbrook for, I don't know, like three-fourths of the season up to the trade deadline. They they pulled this massive trade and the Lakers haven't been a, been a better team for it. And they mm. squeaked into the sense spot and they're playing the Grizzlies. And uh, the series is tied 1-1. Jaw went down last game <coughs> prior to tonight's game uh, with mm-hmm. a wrist injury. And, you know, at that point, everyone's like, oh, dude, it's series is over. I'm like, dude, it's way nah. too early to tell, man. <laughs> it's crazy. The, the TV pundits, they just jump on whoever wins the last game. They really do. They're like, whoever wins the last game, they're like, yeah, they're gonna, the series is going to be won by the Lakers in five. I'm like, do you guys not do any analysis? Like, yeah, I get it, but... Tyrus, Ty, sorry, Tyrus Jones has been one of the best backup point guards and uh, Admiral fill-in when Jaw has been out. And he's been out yeah. for many games in the entirety of the Memphis Grizzlies' current construction. And they've been, mm. I think they're 34 and 19 when he mm. plays as a starter. So I'm like, if they need to win one game at home, they can definitely do that. You, you'd mm. be kidding me to say that they can't. And they did. And they, they did. did. They did. Because they they're did. desperate. You cannot mm. ever um, was it over underestimate uh, underestimate a team that is desperate that needs to win mm-hmm. they need they needed to win tonight's game mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if they didn't the lakers would be up 2-0 going home even if they split mm-hmm. they'd be up 3-1 mm-hmm. like and that's why they won because they they played with everything they got they literally put everything out there you know respect to that xavier mm-hmm. tillman outplayed anthony davis that's uh, kind of a Ouch. black eye on anthony davis you know <laughs> um but did he go to the dl for that black guy <laughs> Sorry, you set it up for me. You set up a lob for me, bro. Yeah, I had to, I did, I had I to go for it, man. You, you I, went I had to jump around that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you know the series tied one one. I uh, the Lakers got did what they needed to do, which is steal home court. You mm. want to be greedy, but they they couldn't pull it off, and now uh, they can't. They got to hold home court. So just like the Warriors have said after the game. We need to hold home court. If we hold mm. home court, we do our job. And then mm. you got to steal one. And it's easier said than done, man. Like, people think like, oh, yeah, you know, home game, you, you know, you got your home crowd. But no, this is the playoffs. Anything can happen. So um, just like you, like, we'll see LeBron, AD right now are relatively healthy, it seems. And the new new pieces seem to fit a little better. But I'm not sold on DeAndre Russell. I've watched DeAndre Russell. The Lakers drafted him. Um, I just... I, I think he has a great skill set. He can shoot. He can pass. But mm-hmm. um, defensively, he's not great. Um, and yeah, he's yeah. been. He pulled up lane this past game. This this game tonight um, that we're recording. So we'll see if he can come up big at home. Uh, uh, speaking of cockroaches, it seems like there was one uh, braided cockroach that was talking a lot of mad shit today. What the heck happened? Wait, who? Uh, uh, Dylan Brooks. Oh, oh up my to- gosh. Dude, Dylan Brooks being Dylan Brooks, man. Oh man, this guy—he's unnerving. I gotta—I won't lie, man. He's unnerving. He's like—he kind of is, uh, in the same Pat Bev mode. Pat Bev mm. just talks constantly, and mm. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sure these guys are are pretty good defensive players. I I do think Dylan Brooks is a good defensive player, but I think like I don't know whatever he needs to do to get his head in that space, which is on the edge, just like Dre does and Pat Bev mm. does, you know, because they are guys that. Honestly, like, if they don't do the things that they do, they probably wouldn't be in the league. They're not offensive studs by any means, mm. you know? They make their money being that enforcer. So uh, I guess the difference is Dylan Brooks, when he, when he gets a mic in front of his face, he continues that, playing the heel role, uh, kind of like in WWE. And he's just talking smack about, I mean, for... I, I don't really care if he talks smack about LeBron because that's not me, but... I mean, mm. he's talking smack about LeBron. He's saying, like, he's old and stuff. I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. you're talking about a living legend, man. And, I mean, LeBron James, even at his age, is still, I mean, top 10 <laughs> player. I don't know. He likes to poke the bear, man. Yeah, he does. Dylan Brooks is just like, I don't know if he he's learned that poking the bear is not really the move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah. He's he's got these one-liners. He does a lot of like 
just corny stuff on the court. Like he 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 hit a three on LeBron and he start he started staring him down. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's the strategy he, you wanna that to me is bordering a little bit and it's not that far yet. Like Steven um wait uh what's his name? Um Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Um oh, remember gosh. that year in the playoffs when he blew in LeBron's ear trying to get into his head? And these yeah. guys, what they're trying to do is play that mental warfare, but which which is intriguing to me because we're talking about LeBron James, one of the most battle tested players. players. Ever. I mean, he's been in almost every situation you can imagine. He's won, he's lost. You know, he's yeah, like probably played against just as great defenders as Dylan Brooks in his entire career. But yeah. I guess he's young, man. You know, when you're young, you you don't know any better. <laughs> you really don't. What is up with this Gen Z generation, <laughs> man? Hey, man, it's all about social media, about getting clicks, you know, getting going yeah, viral, you know? Yeah, going <laughs> getting viral, soundbites. getting that highlight. Like, yeah. you've seen Dylan Brooks, and I don't want to get, get away from the game, but, like, if you do your research, he does, like, these clown dances right before yeah, the game. And, like, recently he's been on, like, highlights just because he wears, like, these outlandish oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, outfits, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, 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 it's clown behavior. I got a question for seen. you. This is an important one, all right? Mm-hmm. Who annoys you more, Kuzma or Dylan Brooks? <laughs> oh, Dylan Brooks, easy. <laughs> oh, man, that says a lot, dude, because Kuzma used to annoy you a lot. Kuzma yeah, doesn't dude. really do what Dylan Brooks does. Like, he, oh, he, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a different mold, but he does. He is asking for attention either. Yeah, both yeah. of bar, but just in different Ku- ways. Dylan Brooks yeah, is Ku- more. Yeah. Well, Kuzma doesn't do it on court as much as Dylan Brooks does. Yes, Dylan Brooks has actually literally knocked the player out of yes. uh, of yes. games yes. doing yeah. dirty plays. Kuzma just seems like he's so into himself, <laughs> right? That yeah. you know, he's just always looking for that. That I don't know. That, that click, that highlight, that, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of, he's too into himself. Dylan Brooks is too into himself, and he's kind of clueless. So, yeah. Easy. I, I will easy say this. Um, yeah, I mean, Memphis, you know, Ja, we'll see how, if he can heal up. Uh, he mm-hmm. was questionable today. He didn't play. But who knows, you know, like, these, maybe he'll come back and he'll – uh, energize the Memphis even the Memphis Grizzlies even more, and Dylan Brooks will have even more shit talk to to be able to spew. And How? Um, it'll be very. It sucks when you give away a series, not give away, yeah. but you lose a series to a guy like Dylan Brooks. How, uh, how bad is that injury to Jaw? Is it? Uh, I mean, shout out to Brian Suter. I'm sure you checked out the video already. Yeah, I, I haven't yeah. checked out the the Jaw. Yeah video i mean uh brian suter which check out his youtube channel he's a i don't know what kind of doctor awesome he's a, yeah he's, he's a awesome. youtube doctor but yeah, yeah, I, think he's he's like he's a, I mean he's a legit doctor um he actually has a medical degree i think he it's it's sports uh sports science sports or something like science that. analysis yeah, or whatever yeah. injury uh, he analysis. breaks on all these injuries and basically i mean yeah the the injury doesn't look good but i don't think he has any broken bones which is good right uh mm-hmm. like tyler hero for example mm-hmm. um I think it's some maybe some ligament damage, but obviously um, the YouTube doctor doesn't have the medicals. Yeah. But yeah. judging from what um, the Memphis Grizzlies are very being Putting discreet about, yeah, like yeah, he's he's got some soft tissue injury there at least. Um, is it a shooting him. hand? Injury? Yes, it is a shooting hand. So yeah, uh, it's gonna affect him for sure if he if he tries. I think it's just a pain tolerance thing at this at this juncture. Like, uh, this yeah. is the same reason why the Kings fans should not be like getting too high because if you are seasoned in the playoffs you know that Dude. i don't want to invite any bad juju it's always hanging on a thread man hanging yeah by a thread everything exactly by a thread. that's what yeah. i'm trying to say it's just like you can't get too high you can't get too low just because yeah. anything could happen on any given game yeah. so you know a seasoned playoff team knows that it's a game-by-game basis and mm-hmm. I guess if you haven't been there in 20 years, you don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it yeah. is what it is. And that's but what I did I'm like saying. what you said, you know, enjoy the journey either way um, and enjoy being a fan. You know? Yeah. I mean, being a fan sometimes sucks as well because yeah, you with all the, the shit talking and stuff like that. Yeah. It's annoying, but it's all part of it. You know, yeah. you learn to deal with it and cope with it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, 
we're definitely just at yeah. the start of the playoffs. We'll see what we can do with with these episodes. Let's let's record more, man. You know, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, the time really of the year, hope, man. It is the time of the year, and I really do hope that uh, I know all the California teams are in right now, and mm. you know, not all of them are going to advance. At least I hope between you and I, our teams advance. You know, we'll <laughs> because we see. get to play each other. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, man. We'll it's see more, how more, that more goes. Talk, dude. Yeah. See, I'm not even trying. See, this, no, this, I know, I'm I locked know. in right now. I'm locked in right now, yeah. where I'm I not mean, even thinking about you all. Uh, yeah. That would I mean, be nice. That's that for would content, mean bro. That we are I'm thinking as a content over- creator, right? Thinking as a content yeah, yeah. creator. You know? Yeah, I know. They, but as a fan, I'm definitely not looking forward. I like, yeah, dude. These games are grind, man. Each game is like. It's like a freaking epic movie. You're just like yeah. losing your mind throughout the game. And yeah, by the time you're exhausted, man, freaking, let's, yeah. Imagine how it is for the players. And, but oh, yeah, man. dude, you know, let's, oh. let's eyes on the prize, lock yeah, in. Eyes on the prize. You know, one game at a time, dude. How they do. Um, yeah, like what you said, especially with your squad, man. Yeah, Seems dude. like AD already got two. <sighs> Two bouts of uh of scares already, and I I cloud him all the time. Yeah, just because he always seems to be able to bounce back. But you know, you can't be crying wolf. And I'm not trying to invite that juju. I'm just saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it hasn't changed since the last time that we've kind of discussed these things. And that's why it's so funny. He even yeah. got a cut earlier. It was on he a did. jump ball. Well, I mean, Holy that smack. you know that that was a legitimate cut though. <laughs> he yeah, did yeah. get hit by Bane. Um. Uh, yeah. Mr. T Rex arms. So yeah, yeah, he better stay away from Dylan Brooks then. I'll Dude, I, if anything, I'm most worried when I watch LeBron play against Dylan Brooks. You know, yeah, man. LeBron is not, not you know, uh, yeah, invincible. he's not right he's right now, dude. Yeah, he's he got that foot yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, if you want to think about vintage LeBron, vintage LeBron probably put up 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Yeah. You know, we're talking about young LeBron. But yeah. he's not that LeBron anymore. I mean, he's still great, yeah. but he's just not that same player. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, which is why I'm Dylan Brooks you. is talking all this smack right now. I'm like, dude, like, all right, man. <laughs> you're playing against no, like you're... a 39 year old man <laughs> who's still amazing. You know? Yeah. He needs to. He needs to know his place, man. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. put it past him to do some some clown stuff, man. <sighs> so yeah. we'll see. Still, you know, there's only. I mean, yeah. I've seen it happen. Still, early, he will be so. public, and en- he is public enemy number he one is. here in the Bay Area. And he's and inviting. I think it. He's slowly, he, he invites it, dude. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, he's slowly getting that to be in 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 LA as well. California will hate him. So for sure, for sure. Um, well, bro, I am happy that we got back on the mic, and yeah, it felt natural, man. It felt like riding a bike. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely, and uh, we'll definitely try to to pump out a couple of these more um you know as the playoffs happen definitely was good times uh chatting it up once again bro yeah and uh yeah i missed this and shout out to everyone that is still out there tuning in uh and uh yeah yeah man we missed you guys and we thank you guys if you guys do continue tuning in and we'll catch you guys soon you know like this is a playoff so we'll probably find more time to record especially with many of the California teams uh, really relevant. So yes, stay safe as usual and catch you guys soon. Peace. Peace.